Thank you for downloading this podcast, which was recorded before newspaper revelations about a couple of members of the cast of this particular Doctor Who story. Welcome to Happy Times and Places, a positively inclined Doctor Who episode commentary podcast with me, Toby Haydoke. Hello, my name's Jenny, I'm Blue Box 99 on Twitter. Toby's very kindly asked me to join in his podcast, so I thought I'd do a new Who. So my favourite new Who um, from the first series, which was Christopher Reckleston's series, is Bad Wolf, Parting of the Ways. Well, hello. Uh, parting is such sweet sorrow, but let's try to disprove that as you uh, join me before the parting of the waves. Uh, Jenny at Blue Box 99 uh, has nominated this story. You heard from her briefly before, and you'll be hearing from her at the end where she will be telling me and all of you what her favourite things about this episode are. Uh, We've already done Bad Wolf. Um, She's not the only person I've heard from about uh, these two episodes. Uh, I have a Patreon page and uh, I extended the offer to some of the subscribers there to offer their thoughts and or questions uh, on this. So before we go to Partings of the Waves, Pete Adamson, hi Pete, said uh, about Bad Wolf that his favourite moment from Bad Wolf was the scene where the android kills Rose and Eccleston's expression as he touches the dust on the ground while the diegetic sound is drowned out. It is a great moment. And you know what? I was so busy going, oh, and there was some idiot on Gullifrey Base who thought that Captain Jack was swearing at that bit. I I was being pernickety about somebody else's opinion or mistake. Uh, And in so doing, I missed the beauty of what was going on there because it is a brilliant scene. It's really well acted, but also the sound and everything, the way that that's done is such a brilliant moment. Um, And I should have given that more heed than getting bogged down in the pernickety details. And that is a lesson uh, that I I think Doctor Who fans... (laughs) as a rule, need to learn. And, uh, you know, I have to put my hand up and go, and I, I am not immune. Uh, <laughs> and I still need to, I still haven't learned that lesson because I still do it. And I, a, a, a little part of me despises me for so doing. It's quite a big part of me. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, now, a couple of people, uh, Nathan Morse, uh, well, I, I can do... Uh, I can do um, some of the questions during the thing. But um, Ian Key says uh, he loved the link to the game shows in Bad Wolf. I don't think the version of Big Brother on here isn't that. I'd, it's not far removed from what it would become. Uh, I didn't get that far. But yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Um, are there any other deadly game shows you'd like to see in Doctor Who? I mean, did the Celestial Toy Maker die for nothing? Um, uh, if you can blind man's buff and snakes and ladders, no. But uh, TV game shows, um, I'm sure. I'm sure there are some. Um, uh, but I, 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 I haven't watched a game show in a while. Um, uh, uh, and yeah, Dan, is that is that what I've got? Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, and I've got some. Well, no. Let's let's open with this because we haven't had a long track from Jenny at the beginning. Dan Rebellato, who was a guest on uh, this podcast earlier, he chose and brilliantly um, eulogised the Ribos operation. Uh, Dan says, 
you may have seen an interview with Russell T. Davis recently about his new TV serial, It's a Sin, in which he claims it's the first time he's dealt with the subject of AIDS and HIV. This interested me, says Dan, who is a playwright and a clever man. Uh, because I've always thought that The Parting of the Ways was emotionally his great AIDS script, not Rose losing her doctor or the doctor's body riddled with a fatal infection, but the moment where Rose returns as Bad Wolf, eyes on fire, and everybody lives, and you have that montage of the dead and wounded waking up, opening their eyes, standing on their feet, including the very pre-AIDS polymorphously perverse Captain Jack. In terms of its structure, a feeling, its yearning fantasy, a wish fulfilment that feels like it comes from Russell T. Davis's generational experience of living through the awful 1980s and early 90s when AIDS wreaked its devastation. What I absolutely adore about that two-parter is the way RTD gets us from the superb silliness of the Big Brother opening to the battle heroism of the end of part one to the almost metaphysical scale of Bad Wolf. And the fact that Rose is absorbing and channelling the heart of the TARDIS makes it feel like Russell T. Davis is channelling the heart of Doctor Who as a utopian force for hope, renewal, recovery and survival that speaks not just to the story, but to the stigma and shame of AIDS and all the public and media hostility that went with it 20 years earlier. And with that, the cleverest things that are about to be said during this broadcast have have been dispensed with. Uh, I, I'm not going to promise anything as erudite as that, but I might be able to tell you what that actor was from. But uh, I will leave Dan's words hanging in the air because uh, uh, as I'm recording this, It's a Sin is is, is currently being talked about in uh, uh, parks and offices and uh, on Zoom calls all over the country because of the uh, incredible impression that it has made. Uh, and uh, I hadn't thought about it in those terms, um, but uh, Dan's commentary is uh, is fascinating. Um, so look, uh, let's... <laughs> Let's go down. Let's go down a notch in intellectualism now, as as uh, I uh, exhort you to press play. In three, two, one. I'm watching on iPlayer, so we get uh, a little bit of the uh, uh, um, a little bit of last week's. Uh, a reminder, although this is, of course, a very, very different episode. You know, loads of the characters uh, from from the first episode from Bad Wolf do not make it through. Um, and those that do are in a very different... We're now in a sort of siege battle mentality where we were in a sort of perverse game show mystery thing. So it's it's great how it's a... It's a, it's a, it's a game of two halves. Um, this is the first season finale since Doctor Who came back. And... The first regeneration. Uh, yeah, sorry, Dan's Dan's tract was full of spoilers. But uh, if if your first time you're experiencing parting of the ways is with me talking over to it, you deserve everything you get. Uh, Alexa, volume four. Um, sorry, uh, uh, it's slightly loud, but uh, my Alexa. I have the Corporal Jones of Alexas. She will she will respond very shortly. Uh, there we go. You see. Um. <laughs> So uh, let's see if the Daleks like it up them. So it's funny because the, the Daleks, of course, the Daleks weren't going to be, look at that special effects shot. The, the Daleks were not going to be in this series. Would this have been any different without them? Do you know what? Yes, it would. Um, and I, I mean, I like the Daleks. 
But again, because they're so familiar, uh, you know, I like to think I, I'm probably more the sort of person that gets excited by Return of the Macra because, you know, I'm a bit of a connoisseur. Uh, uh, no, the da there is something primal about the excitement of seeing the Daleks. Um, and I don't think any other creature could have given this the sense of climax that it has. Um that, you know, the sheer weight of history. And of course, but most people watching this wouldn't have had that weight of history with the Daleks. So well done, Doctor Who, uh, for establishing uh, the Daleks with one episode and a sole Dalek as, as a force whose return was going to be an extraordinary thing. Um, the design is great. I wasn't sure I'd like the big ears. Uh, they're not, I know they're not um, ears, but uh, they look like ears. They're where ears are. Um uh, because the movie Daleks have those, and I, I always think they, they look a bit... Um, they, they don't quite work on the, the movie Daleks for me. It's, it's, it's almost like, oh, you're doing it big because you can, because it's a big screen, but it's not that... And yet they somehow they work better on, uh, on these sort of chromy tank Daleks and the rivets and everything. That's such a great um, up, updating of the design. Um <laughs> I'm just I'm just reminded of the DVD extra where they is it a DVD extra where they get uh, Raymond Cusick who was a, a very clever man who designed the Daleks and I think they said well what we'll do is we'll we'll get him and we'll show him the new Daleks and he'll be so proud of his work and he, he just saw it more well, a bit of a dog's dinner um, <laughs> I see everybody trying really really hard uh, and him not perhaps being as effusive and gracious as uh, as they'd hoped he would be. Uh, <laughs> bless him. Um, he's uh, the the intensity of Eccleston's Doctor and the and the the hauntedness. You know, you you can tell that what it. He's so great at, at, at telling us that whatever went on before we saw him uh, was was. Uh, uh, you know, scarred him. Uh, uh, and, 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 and of course, I mean, we'd had, the, we'd had the announcement that he was going, which in retrospect, uh, I think was probably a good thing, actually. Um, Lever wanting more, I think a sense that w w we didn't get everything that this doctor promised us. It's, it's quite good in the way that I sort of perversely enjoy the fact that there are missing episodes and, and some, somehow think I appreciate Doctor Who more because there are bits of it that I can't have. There's nothing like unrequited love. I mean, you know, the the the, the one who never said the one who never said yes lives on as a, as an eternal possibility, whereas the one who did after the initial excitement has died down can only ever be you know well become normality so <laughs> now i think the, the the doctor's confrontation with the emperor dalek uh, is the last stuff that eccleston shot wasn't it um and oh my god how many things did we think that was i was on forums all week everybody go well it's definitely adam <laughs> and it's just no it's just a big dalek it's just the emperor dalek we again we've we've never encountered this guy in in this iteration of doctor Who before and you know, we don't know if it's the same one as as was in Evil of the Daleks. It looks totally different, so probably not. And that one blew up. Um, it's just it's a bit it's a bigger Dalek than all the other Daleks. Uh, so it it needs you know it's 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 an individual 
a big bird that the doctor could face off. Yeah, I love I love the way the Daleks back off there. Uh, I remember a friend of mine texted me, I think, say that's the brilliant moment that and it shows the doctor's power. Um and this is this is that's a great visual, the 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 Emperor of the Daleks. And again, this is you know, this is this is the revival of, of of a show that, you know, when it left us, couldn't do this sort of thing, uh, and I and I'm not sure I envisioned after Rose with its you know rather a coy approach to death. I don't think we see anyone die, do we? Um, uh, and you know, Autons in a shopping centre. It's very well done, but it's you know it's people in costumes in a in a in a in a shopping centre. It's the Yeti on the loo in Tooting Beck. It's the you know the Autons at Autons at H&M um the idea that we'd be on a spaceship with floating Daleks and a giant Dalek uh you know we weren't necessarily sure that 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 was going to happen the way they marshaled the resources here is great and seeing the Daleks out of focus in the back that's the Joe Ahern the director it's his last it's his last uh credit on the show and he he deserves uh uh I think a lot of um thanks for bringing that sort of cinematic quality and and the sense of urgency and the sense of drama that uh, that 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 this season has, um, p- particularly its sort of noticed, notable sort of battle episodes, um, and but again, he, uh, rather than just go, oh yeah, the Daleks are you know pepper pot Nazis. The, 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 Russell T Davis has introduced the idea of blasphemy, and he tries to psychoanalyze them without getting too highfalutin about it and he he he, he just he, he he makes it add to the drama but also that idea of them hating their own existence is a is 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 somebody bringing a plausible reality to a you know to the troll under the bridge which is but without making it mawkish or sentimental or hold up the story it just gives it an extra layer an extra reality that that bit with his head at the TARDIS door and the and the shooting this is the season finale this this is the end of the doctor and we're all wondering I mean I spent the whole thing you know watching the trailer going so is that and there's a bit where he's surrounded later on you go well that must be the bit where he you know gets killed and regenerates so there's, there's a bit of sleight of hand with the regeneration at the end uh, I love the love the fact that Linda with a Y has stayed because she trusts the Doctor, and that's a great look to Rose. Little, little character dynamics. Um, Roderick being a Burke downstairs. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, he's just, yeah, he's he's there to show that not everybody is brave. Um, and it's interesting how important that was to, to Russell T. Davis, because we had the companion, Adam, who couldn't. Uh, the idea that you know the acts we we shouldn't we shouldn't take the acts of bravery um, that we see for granted, and although there are lots of examples in this series about ordinary in inverted commas people showing what human beings are capable of at their best, we so often do what is worst. You can imagine, uh, uh, yeah, uh, Roderick on twitter uh when everybody's saying that a nice thing is nice going well actually i think this bit's terrible or, or whatever <laughs> because there are always people that will do that uh i i think there's a great is is this the is this the bit where he he, he has two 
<laughs> roses look <laughs> where Linda does a sort of inane companion line 22 minutes oh he's so good uh, Joe Stone Fuse and then look yeah it, that's a really doctorish thing for Eccleston to do for somebody that wasn't really um, uh, 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 who didn't really grow up with the, the Doctor Who as, as, as part of his uh, milieu and is part of part of his thing uh, 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 that's that that's somebody who instinctively knows how to do doctor who <laughs> um gosh and can you imagine this would have been done on the bbc micro uh you know 20 odd years earlier oh goodness me um bastic bullets that's a uh a reference to revelation of the daleks isn't it orsini uh and his smelly squire bostock have Plastic bullets? I'm pretty certain of that. Um, oh, Linda, with a Y, we love you with your hair in bunches and your uh, 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 and your desire to do us. Oh, yeah, and the Doctor, yes, the Doctor gets a little bit... There's a little suggestion that, uh, yes, that he's quite smitten with her, whereas, of course, uh, and that's... It's such a... Because it's playing with the idea that... Because Linda, I think, at the moment is unkillable. Linda is not a killable character. And she does that little bit where she looks at the TARDIS and there's a suggestion that, oh, you know, what's she going to do to show that she's not up to Rose's standard? Uh, oh. And, uh, oh, God, the, how funny. I'd totally forgotten. Uh, the, the controversy uh, around the fact this chase... This most—I mean—that's—that's that's nothing uh, of of a, of a man kissing a man, having just kissed a woman, and it—and it's—it sort of parallels the EastEnders um, thing many many years ago, where there was an episode of EastEnders where there's a kiss, I think, between Ian Beale and Cindy, heterosexual kiss, which caused no headlines, and a very innocuous, very chaste kiss between Colin, the gay character, and his boyfriend um, Barry, and it's not—and and the next day the the sun newspaper had the headline it's east benders um how far have we come um well actually for some not that far because all those years later that that was still headline grabbing um jenna russell doesn't get credited as the floor manager in this episode and i mentioned that to russell t davis when i interviewed him for my who's round podcast and and instead of coming he just went oh we should have had somebody on on that uh because that she just got missed out it was a mistake um which is the sort of thing that you thought had probably been ironed out by modern television there are there are examples in the old series of people being missed off the credits for various reasons uh you think well you know with, with the way we do modern television in fact i think the new series has probably got more examples as uh, people have their eyes on other things but i'm aware credits i'm going to do a podcast on people missing off the credits because i i suspect only i care but it does bother me more <laughs> than it should well i just think Actors get so little, I think. You know, we get no holiday pay, no pension. Uh, uh, um, unless you're hugely successful, I think you're largely seen as a failure. The least we can get is our, is our, is our name on the menu. Um, uh, one little question, says Pete Addison. Is, is there anything you can say, no, about the alternative ending with Rose in the Vortex? Was it shot? Does it still exist? I don't think it was shot. I, I did have a look in the... Um, in the complete history and it said it was scripted and it was shed in order to be shot which i think means they're being a bit coy about going we don't think it was but we're not going to commit but i don't i don't think it was um and uh, nathan moore says 
how different would this story would have been if they hadn't got the rights to use the Daleks? Well, I, I can't speak for people that didn't know who the Daleks were, but I, I remember when the, the, you know, the Daleks weren't necessarily coming back. I wasn't that bothered. I was so excited about Doctor Who coming back. I didn't need... The, the Doctor Who, classic Doctor Who, had you know whole... Um, large chunks of its history where there weren't Daleks. Um, but then when it was revealed they are coming back, I got unnaturally excited. Um, but but for a new audience, they established the big bad in that one episode and brought them back for the finale uh, and did that effectively with very good writing and, okay, an adaptation of, a, of, a, of an existing design, but good design work. Um, could they have come up with a, a monster that you know that 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 equaled the daleks i i don't know i mean there was talk it was going to be the toclophane wasn't it um one would imagine they'd be slightly different to the ones that we that we got oh doctor the doctor lies to rose in order to save her he's so good at pain isn't he eccleston he's uh uh and i think his his comedy is slightly sort of gawky and awkward and i'm not sure I mean, it's difficult. You can't. He's 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 such a good actor. It's it's difficult to tell whether it's deliberate or not. But it, you know, so I, I, some would say I think he's 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 probably, although he's very funny in the A word. I don't know. His it seemed to me at the time that he was much more comfortable with the the hard drama than he was with the comedy. Perhaps he's not as light a comedian as some of the other doctors. He. Uh, He's not perhaps as fluent, and yet, and yet, the the comedy that his doctor does has a slightly detached awkwardness about it that makes it a sort of that makes it work because he's a sort of misfit and he's yeah he's slightly awkward and uh, off kilter and, uh, and 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 not quite on everybody's wavelength. So it could just be a very sophisticated acting choice. I'm I'm not judging. It it works um it, it it definitely works even though as i say i did i did i do feel when i'm looking at some of it that as i say perhaps it's it doesn't fit him as naturally as as the stuff that he's he, i mean he really excels at which is the the raw emotion and the and the, and the depth um the pain and the suffering that he he does very well and the drama he's a very intense actor of presence he was a brilliant piece of casting um that this isn't there something about the hologram as well it's just superb because it's sort of black and white and you know those lines running down it and slightly and it can't quite coalesce that that's like it's sort of unreachable it's it's you know she can't touch him it's uh, he's like a missing episode. He's like, oh, he's a telesnap reconstruction of Doctor Who says goodbye to Rose. <laughs> but it's, it is kind of that. Um, and of course it had to come back to 20th century Earth. Uh, 21st century Earth. Oh, that's, that reveals how old you are, Toby. I still think of the 20th century as the modern day. Oh. Um... Yes, and that's what Ian Key says. That moment in Parting of the Ways where the hologram looks at the camera, Rose, amazing. It absolutely is uh, amazing. And that's what Pete Adamson says as well. Pete Adamson's favourite bit of the Parting of the Ways is Eccleston turning his head during the 
uh, hologram message. It's strangely chilling, bittersweet stuff. Man, I love that story. Uh, yeah, quite right. It is really, really good. Um, I've just realised I think I have another sheet of paper um, with with a, an, another message from uh, a, a, a Patreon subscriber. So I might have to add that at the end. Uh, sorry, James Gould. Um, Captain Jack's brilliant. Um, such a such a good addition, and you know the fact that he's such such a comedy presence, but also a man of action, uh, means that when the Doctor's lying to himself and to us, uh, Jack's there to remind us of 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 the stakes. This was so exciting at the time. Uh, I mean, everybody was talking about uh, Doctor Who. Um, it, it, amazing that transformation in the in the 13 weeks i remember i remember before it 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 started uh, there was a, a news report i think and they interviewed some people on the streets and you know this this young woman they said you're doctor who and she went no never never even heard of it and the idea that people hadn't even heard of it astonished me it was getting to that point you know because because there was a time when even even people that thought it was rubbish had heard of it it was part of the the, the the national fabric as it as it should be so i think it was rescued just in time too as well because i think given another five years and 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 it would have been you know an absence um and I remember before this season, because it's the regeneration, uh, I, I remember, because sometimes you could be, I always be a bit of an ass. Um, there was, there was that, there was a documentary, wasn't there? And it was narrated by David Tennant. And I remember the name coming up with the credits and I said to my, because I was riding high and I was quite excited, but I still, I was still, you know, in my head, I was still, well, I, I you know, I know a lot about Doctor Who, even though, you know, I start from scratch here, <laughs> having had all of my life to try and, you know, to pour over uh, facts about the classic series over and over and over again. I remember saying to my partner at the time, you know, when David Tennant's name appeared at the end, I went, oh, yeah, and he's, he's going to be the 10th Doctor. Like, I mean, I was correct. I was correct. But it was still an idiotic posy thing to say. She didn't care either. That was the other thing. So, um, uh, but yes, so I, I predicted David Tennant was going to be that oh that was and that was before he was announced. Yeah, no, I I, I predicted, um, just because he was doing Casanova and he was a Doctor Who fan, and it just seemed, it just seemed like it was is written in the stars. This touching base is very very important. Uh, it was such a a vital part um, of the whole DNA of Russell T Davis's Doctor Who, um, and and these. I mean, Billy, you know, Billy Piper was the surprise success story from it from it coming out of the gates. But how important Jackie and Mickey are to this uh, should not be underestimated. Um, and I and I and and I don't think I I warmed to Mickey particularly early on. And I, I contend that, and I think Noel Clark's great. Um, and and he was all and he was actually in the interviews before it came back. He was the like, yeah, I'm a big Doctor Who fan. I love Doctor Who, and he 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 had so much enthusiasm for it, and you you really really warmed to him. But I I I wasn't a great fan of Mickey and Rose. I have to say, I don't know if it was because of what he was given to do. I I said to Russell T Davis when I interviewed him that I I, I felt the performance had changed slightly, and he, and Russell wasn't having it. But I, I I think some of that was was 
um, interviewee to 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 interviewer. He was going, "We're we're this is a this is a positive thing. I'm 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 not going to give you any ground on that." He's a very very lovely man, Russell, but I I also think he takes no prisoners, and he wasn't he he wasn't going to let me suggest that. Uh, that that Ricky had that Mickey had uh, had 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 changed, but I I I feel he he does, and I I love Noel Clark, um, uh, by by the by the end of the the series, and he's great he's great in Boomtown. The, the the fact that Mickey goes from being so maybe again maybe it was deliberate, um, maybe it was deliberate, um, and that you know that transformation was 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 really really important but i'm sure i read an interview with noel clark where he said he felt he pitched his performance slightly differently early on he's great anyway but i i i certainly my warmth towards the character improved and and you know and got to got a hundred percent by the end this this is amazing and that's just such a great decision this this it turns around that that the Daleks uh, moving midriff as well, which I know we've seen in Dalek, but but just that directorial or or special effects designer choice of going. Well, we're not just going to have them all coming in the same direction. We're going to have these ones look there and then twist around. It just adds movement. It adds intent. It's pretty spooky. It's I mean it's just a, a, a another of many moments of genius. Yes, when by the way when I'm I'm sort of looking for things to. To, to be critical of about this I think I'm I'm just trying to highlight some of the things that at the time I was thinking because although I loved this and this was this this exceeded my expectations and it was so amazing Doctor Who being back my fan brain was on the lookout for things to worry about so yeah no let's get it out there this I think this is amongst the very best of Doctor Who I think this whole period of Doctor Who is amongst the very best of Doctor Who but I'm trying I'm I'm trying from a bit of historical perspective he said lost loftily to try and sum up some of the some of the concerns that that I have because I've always got that 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 little doubt pecking in my brain that fear that I think the genesis of that is was Doctor Who when I was away at boarding school and Doctor Who was the only sort of island of joy I had when that phone call came through to say it's being taken off the air, which seemed inconceivable. And from then on, Doctor Who was under threat, which it was the only solid thing in my life. It was the only solid thing in my life. And so I've all, so, it, and, and so, you know, for the continuation of its existence, it was under threat. And then it coming back, I was terrified of people not liking it or even worse of me not liking it. Um, or even worse, of me liking it and everybody else not liking it. <laughs> um, and there is a lesson there about just going with it and not worrying. <sighs> I heard something wise. I'd like to say it was uh, from a philosopher. I think it is a philosopher, but it's quoted in an episode of The Good Place about... Um, you know, not worrying about the past or the future, just the present, because it's the only one you can do anything about. And the past is gone and the future is, is, isn't here yet. You know, the only one you can control is the present. And I think there's not a, a, a note to self, live live a bit more in the present, because you only appreciate things when when they've gone sometimes. That said, I I was loving I was loving Doctor Who at, at this point, and I love I loved the machine guns. Uh, 
that's a, a, absolutely fantastic. And the fact that you can see the bullets flying, it felt so grown up. And I know you had uh, bullets and stuff in the machine guns in the Pertwee era, but I, I, I'd grown up with Davison where they didn't really have an awful lot of, of gunfire apart from Resurrection. Um, but and that, and that oh yeah so that's that's great the floor manager is, is killed she'll never sing the theme tune to Red Dwarf again um, and and you've got that you've got people you know bullets flying in the air and the and the and the, and, the, and, and, and her hair was flying about because of the the, the impact so that's so impressive and then you've got a mini trying to open <laughs> the heart of a spaceship inside a police box and I love that I love the fact it's a mini. Uh, those little bits of uh, attention, and 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 this is great because it's waiting for. Although they're sort of they're killing time a little bit here because Rose has to be kept away from the story. Um, none of it is padding because it it, it is all building to a, a hero moment that's going to come for for Jackie in a bit. That's also got loads of good jokes in it, but it's keeping Rose away and it's her frustration and the, so there's emotion tied in with the. Oh, and the, the I've forgotten that the android they use the android as I only think of the game shows as being uh, in 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 the first episode, and I know, I, I believe that um, the android is is Russell, one of Russell T Davis's favourite jokes. <laughs> he should be justly proud of it. Um, Joe Joyner is so good, um, uh, and and that's a lovely old. It's a bit like. Uh, alien isn't it is is it's the uh, uh you know it, it's the look and earth shock part one somebody looking at blips on a screen that means bad news for other people um i mean poor old patterson joseph he's a, he's a fantastic one of our finest actors um he's he's sort of stuck downstairs just being a being an ass um but but as i said but he's playing playing a a, a very important function and he does it does it brilliantly and that's isn't that glory? You know that that she Joe Joyner's reaction uh, and the fact that we don't see it, we hear it. So you can do a large scale massacre uh, that that is a gut puncher without showing any of it. And she acts it brilliant. She is so good. I, I love Linda with a Y. I'm not allowed to choose her though because because Jenny already has. Um, Jackie Jackie being the mum who cares. Um, Rose, Rose knowing about uh, Pete, of course, which um, which which we don't actually know about um, because that's been planted in father. The whole arc is an overused word, but the whole uh, the whole character development uh, and and the stories that everybody has, the amount of detail, not just for for, for plot but for emotion. Um, and this is desperately emotional stuff, but it's 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 earned. Every single bit of it is earned. Um, and Billy Piper had gone from being, um, I, you know, it's it's the bit that always resonated in my one man show when I when I said my reaction to Billy Piper being cast was one of absolute fury. Um, uh, 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 she's a pop star. This is ruined, Doctor. And I genuinely, I was like, oh before it's even started uh and i mean i ate my words pretty quickly and uh uh you know by 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 this episode they were fully digested uh, uh and uh, never to be brought up again she's so good and yeah oh look at look at 
Earth being Earth being absolutely totaled, and of course you can do this because we don't know that uh, that the the Doctor's gonna uh, you know reverse all of this. Um, so you get to have your cake and eat it. Um, uh, and and this stuff's great, and 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 I I I really like the two. Uh, it, 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 it's quite a simple device having the um, you know does he say do you want to go for a drink afterwards but he he's got he's such he's so charming uh, I hope he's having a I know he's he's, he's pretty solid work isn't he Joe Stone Fewings but uh, uh, I hope he's having a marvellous career actually because he has such a warmth and such a wit uh, and a, a sort of yeah sort of hapless charm and i i love that bit between them where she winks and it's you know it's very much i remember watching v and there's two characters and, and one says when this is all over shall we get married uh, uh and you go, yeah and you go well one of them's gonna die uh but it it it, 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 it and that that was very cheesy and it was cheesy at the time uh, there's that i see as that moment i see as slightly different is that you're aware of the tropes but you and you don't know because linda it you you expect to go one way and comes a different way. Um, I, I I think that the the two programmers are 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 a, are a lovely addition and fulfil an important task and are and are played. Uh, I think better than characters like that are, are, are sometimes played in other shows. And this whole sort of thrown together the stuff i did like about v you know was the the underground you know rebels holding out jerry built this is very you know this is the, this is a base under siege um but the, the but the fact that it's it's this set is all these sort of rusty bits of panels all thrown together and and again machine guns which i don't know why i like machine guns so much but i do i do tough I, it's you know uh it's it's a you know a western a war film all of that stuff um it appeals to us i don't know why but it does uh, and the and uh, but the fact that it's sort of ordinary people in a short sleeved shirt and a suit top and all that stuff and you know when she celebrates you know she i got it you know she's going to die oh i think that's so sad and then he loses it in the way that he does the gun over there and i think that's oh gosh and that's a great star oh. Oh, I'm a sucker for all of that sort of stuff. <laughs> um, I mean, I do, and I do it. Get, it sort of gets me every time as well. And it's just two people without names. Oh, uh, yes, I know he's called Davidge Pavel, but not in the credits. They're male programmer, female programmer. I think, as I said last week, you know, Russell had wanted to do the thing where people we didn't know the names of did uh, did extraordinary things, and uh, and, and I think that's. Uh, when he comes back to that, doesn't he, in, in Midnight when um, uh, the stewardess uh, sacrifices a life and somebody says, you know, what was she called? And nobody knows. Um, this is such a tense scene. And I've, I've, it's, got a, it's got a Dalek appendage. I did the chase not long ago. I was celebrating the Dalek appendages in that. This is an absolutely fabulous scene. And you go, well, somebody's going to come and rescue Linda because she's Linda. And this is the stroke of genius is that you lip read a Dalek without it having lips. You know exactly what it says when that is genius. That is, oh, and that's so horrible. Poor old Linda. Poor old Linda. That is definitely going to be one of my choices. But then you sort of go, well, okay, Linda's the big death. Surely Captain Jack's 
going to escape. Uh, because Captain Jack's essentially become a sort of companion. And, and, you know, he was announced early on in the in, in the press. So and I think it's I, 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 I was surprised by Russell T. Davis being so good at the, the action stuff. I think because I'd seen his, you know, you know, queer as folk is a is is a is is it has a has a cheeky power. I mean, it's also got a strength and an and an outrage in it, but uh, it's told with such vim and uh, and wit and 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 the second coming also, um, uh, you know, is 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 powerful, but it it was also fueled by um, a sort of anti-establishment. Although he was using God, who's as establishment as you can get, um, rebelliousness. But I wasn't quite sure I expected him to be so. And why not? Of course, he was. He was brought up on Doctor Who, but his 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 handling of the of the stuff that appeals to the the you know the little kid in me, the the actiony stuff is. I mean, is perfect. Um, but I I love that Jackie gets <laughs> Jackie gets the moment. <laughs> with the fan which says don't ask how i got it and you go oh jackie <laughs> jackie tyler is one of the great doctor who characters um <laughs> who who you absolutely uh need um i i, I yeah that and you you sort of don't know where this is going with the heart of the TARDIS. I mean, I, I, it's never a good sign when you throw the machine gun away, though, is it, Captain Jack? Uh, because that's it. All you can do now is is throw your shoes at them. But he's great, isn't he, John Berriman? Yeah, I kind of figure that. And I love I love the way he holds Oh, yes. Oh, gosh. And I remember looking at my friend John, John Cooper, who did Time Flight. Uh for, for this podcast he was sitting we looked at each other and we, we couldn't believe it and that camera works great the way the camera shoots from you know one to the other and look at all those Daleks and you know this is where you thought well this is how the Doctor's going to die but then you go but hang on he's got to defeat the Daleks um, and of course Russell T Davis has to give give him the decision I've forgotten about that of course this is the big moment because the Doctor does blow things up doesn't he? I mean, we we um, and and you know the doctors doesn't kill people um, except the Odogron, uh, and you know but I, I I've discussed I'm sure to the point of boredom the fact that yes we 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 like we we imagine the doctor as as not being somebody who kills except for the times when he does kill unless you view the doctor differently to how I do and there are people who do who go no no the doctor sees. Uh, what the evil is and he destroys it and and both of those readings are uh you know have their errors and both of those readings are valid i i take the uh homo seating guardian reading uh, liberal uh view because that's because we create doctor who in our own image um and you know this is the doctor this is the doctor of course that stood by and said about cassandra you know everybody dies and i remember thinking oh is this a doctor that that kills people and of course he's the one that you know satsuma's the sycorax commander in the very next episode but it, it needed for this point the doctor to go no i'm not uh, you know there, there is a there is a part that i don't do mass murder even of daleks um but fortunately for him rose has had a look into the heart of the tardis which um 
unlike uh, uh, Mickey's Mini, where I'm sure if you lifted the hood and looked into it, you'd just see some wires and an engine, the TARDIS has the uh, crazy side effect uh, of uh, going, uh, yeah, well, um, if you look into the heart of the TARDIS, you can uh, reset the coordinates and also absorb the time vortex and do miraculous things. But, of course, it's not entirely miraculous things because it comes with a price uh which uh, which stops it from being a sort of deus ex machina in a in a way because because if this was just a, a, a wave my magic magic wand uh, and in one bound they're free we'd have felt very cheated i st i still i think at the time felt a little bit um oh come on that's a that's a that's a little bit i i because I I, I I I think the ending of Boomtown, I'd be like, why is the TARDIS made to do that? Um, oh, well, all right, because Boomtown's actually a different kind of story, so it needs that sort of ending. All right, fair enough. But then when it the the same thing happened again two episodes later, which of course means that Boomtown has set it up, so it's a it's a clever piece of foreshadowing, and it means that it's legitimate. I still nonetheless felt it a little bit magical um, at the time. I I. Don't mind it. So, I don't really mind it so much now, partially because there's a cost um, to even to Jack, who comes alive again, because of course he becomes immortal, which becomes its own curse. But there's a cost. Yes, yeah, she she does this, but it's not it's not a, a magic escape because it, it costs the Doctor his his life, his regeneration, um, and I think because everything everything else is so emotionally perfect and the battles and the story I, I i think it earns it i think it earns it uh and i think she is so good um and it's a it's a clever sleight of hand because you expect the doctor to die at the sort of height of battle and he sort of dies when the battle's over um it's almost like a sort of kick in the teeth but then becomes celebratory um which was totally unexpected and good drama is unexpected look at her face streaked with tears look at him full of fear and regret uh, i mean that two better leading actors you couldn't hope for uh, i was delighted uh, captain jack came uh, back alive um oh and of course we get a kiss which again um, i mean i would have thought would have been the end of the world uh and it's not it's not the end of the world at all um and the sort of thing i would have worried about um how do i feel about it i mean you know i, I grew up with the idea of do the doctor kissing anybody being a really bad idea um but of course it has its cake and eats it because it's not a kiss it's a time vortex suck he's not tickling her tonsils he's sucking a time vortex ha 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 uh, lovely effect as well, by the way, and beautiful lighting at the back. And what a hero shot. Um, uh, oh, Doctor. Yeah. Um, oh, and then he, yeah, he, he blows it out of his mouth, um, which I suppose you can do if you're Doctor Who. Um, nice music by M Murray Gold as well. That's a great shot, isn't it? Um, yeah, it 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 is slightly magical, but I, I think it earns it, and he knows, he knows, so he helps to sell it as well. Um, 
Will will I always be as forgiving of, of, of endings of some modern Doctor Who? Well, oh, come on, I was thinking about the brain of Morbius the other day, which ends because there's a thing, there's a there's essentially a board game in the corner that they play that sucks one of the brains out of the, the other people. Um, you know, the story stops. And he goes, do you want to play this thing that's over here? So <laughs> uh, I I think... I think, and of course, Captain Jack is left behind because he has to be because Rose has to get to the new, used to the new Doctor next season. Um, and of course, you can have too much of a good thing. And and I think I I think um, it, it it was it was important um, that Captain Jack wasn't permanent. I think because then you look forward to him coming back, and it it becomes uh, you know an occasion when he does. Um. Yeah, I think I think storytelling is very hard. Telling science fiction stories is very hard, and you you, you know you paint yourself into to corners, and you have to get out of them. And sometimes you do it by very clever um, placing of, of 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 jigsaw pieces. And 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 sometimes I think I think you you know you 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 you, you justified emotionally, um, and and I think that I think that really works. I I find this. Uh, I find this episode exciting. Uh, I find it moving. I find it sad. I find it scary. I find it funny. Uh, I I I do. I think it's. I think it's as. I think it's as good as as Doctor Who gets. Uh, and I wasn't. I also wasn't sure about the sort of the post story regeneration, but it needs it because he couldn't just collapse you know at the climax when the story's just finished and change and that be it there needed to be some explanation some reassurance it it definitely needed to be a postscript uh, because of course the the show hadn't done this but what a boon it turned out to be because essentially after the first series it's going if we want to this is here forever Whereas I think if Eccleston had done two or three series, I mean, I I had friends here. I live in the north, uh, who went, oh no, I'm, I, I don't like the idea of the new guy because Doctor Who's Christopher Eccleston and this this northern bloke. So the fact that David Tennant came in pretty quickly and then established himself so quickly, um, I think was to, in the end, did the series a a, a great service. Um, so Eccleston did by going when he did. Uh, and Tennant did by establishing himself and, and becoming, you know, uh, def definitive. Um, uh, so whilst at the time it was the worst thing in the world to read, was uh, Christopher, you know, just, just as the show looks like it's being successful, you have to get used to the leading man losing, and there he is. Um, and of course... Then Christopher Eccleston was the bloke that would never come back to Doctor Who, much like Tom Baker was the one after the five Doctors that, you know, didn't really do conventions and bits and bobs and things like this and certainly wouldn't do Big Finish. And then McGann, oh, you know, McGann, McGann, he was the movie Doctor. He's not going to do conventions. And, and then he does conventions and comes back to Doctor Who. But then uh, uh, Eccleston, well, no, he left and we're not quite sure why he left and... and uh, you know, there's obviously there's obviously some stuff gone on there, uh, and uh, but so he's 
definitely he's far too cool and scary and hard and northern to to do anything like uh a, a, a you know a doctor who tie-in from big finish and and as i speak he's just recorded a load of stuff for big finish so they try and every time they you know, they they try and leave but but we we always they always come back they always come back i remember being furious with myself because i think I think I pressed stop. I was. I still had a video at this point. I recorded this on VHS. Younger listeners, that's an old thing like papyrus or a stone tablet. Uh, and I think I pressed stop. And then there was a sort of recap of loads of clips of the series and then saying Doctor Who will come back in the Christmas invasion. But I pressed stop because it was, it was important for me not to have sort of extra junk on. Um, uh, and I've never seen that throw forward to the Christmas invasion since uh so i remember being utterly furious about that uh so now do i choose i choose three things about this and a bonus why do i choose so i have to choose seven in all for a two-parter oh whereas for a five for a one-parter i'd have chosen five things uh yeah no so that makes sense and yet for a four-part doctor who story uh I choose five things, which is the same length. Oh, I don't know. Doesn't matter. I've the rules are what they are. I think Jenny is going to choose three things and a bonus. So I have to choose three things and a bonus. I think. Um, so uh, I'm definitely choosing a Linda or uh, with a wise death scene that. Uh, the silent exterminate out in the vacuum of space. Um, the fact that it involves Linda with a Y, who I can't choose because, well, no, I, 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 I suppose I could because Jenny chose the, the, the holding the handout moment. But but yeah, the fact that that scene involves Linda with a Y, played by, uh, <laughs> look at the echo, Linda with a Y, Linda with a Y, that's how we know her. Uh, it's little touches like that, actually, that that, that are part of the genius. Um the fact that she's played so brilliantly by Joe Joyner, the fact that she seemed unkillable, the, the, the fact that she's been doing that her role in the episode is so useful uh, in, on so many different levels, and the fact that she dies, and the fact that the Dalek is silent, the fact that the, you see the glass shatter and the air, it's, I mean, it's superbly, superbly rendered, uh, I would say. Um, that, um, I also would... Uh, I think I probably, I probably have to choose all those Daleks. I suppose I do love that 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 way that the midriff, the, the the Daleks facing the other way, and then its head turns and its midriff turns, which is a genius moment. But 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 I think all of that Daleks in space and the Dalek spaceship stuff is really really brilliantly done uh, and and so exciting. Um. Uh, and I also will choose, um, well, I mean, I suppose it's difficult. Am I allowed to choose? Am I allowed to choose the doctor? Or do I choose a doctor moment? Yeah. Ah, no. Yeah. The, the turning to, yeah. The, what, what everybody else has chosen, the, the, I mean, Eccleston is so good. 
and I, I was almost I nearly chose the bit where he has the he has the big big bit of air duct or whatever in his hand and he looks at it with with sort of inept hope because <laughs> it's a great piece of comedy uh but the bit where he turns where the hologram turns which makes no actual logical sense apart from it's absolutely right and it and it's uh, and, and yeah why wouldn't he know that he was there and the camera it doesn't matter it's and the fact that he's in black and white and the fact that it's shimmering but yeah that moment where he turns around oh uh, and but in that I also you know I'm acknowledging Christopher Eccleston for for, for the brilliant work uh, that he uh, did uh, as as Doctor Who uh, and I think my overall my bonus thing I, I've got to mention Joe Ahern who was such an important director that first year never returned to the show um, uh, and I think gave it a lot of its guts and a lot of its drive and and and, and brought some real credibility to it because he he came with with uh, uh, credentials and experience uh, and I like his series Ultraviolet actually um, do check that out uh, it's uh, yeah I'd have liked to have seen that develop because I think uh, it's you know it's 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 not it's not perfect by any means but um, I think had it had it had a longer life I think it would have grown into something really really interesting and I still still think it stands as a interesting piece of telly anyway I could do talk about ultraviolet uh, later um but I think Joe Ahern and, and and that ties in with all that all that all the battle scenes and the, the machine guns I mean me saying that I like the director is partially me saying I like the machine guns but I think all of that action stuff he orchestrates so brilliantly and remember he's only got uh, he's got far fewer Daleks is it four three or four uh, than those that we see so all of that is done you know painstakingly and in stages and uh, and it and it looks it looks a million dollars it looks and even now I think some of the CGI now we can see the joins where perhaps I perhaps couldn't you know whatever it is 15 years ago but um, but but barely uh, and it doesn't matter but but I only say that because if, if you can see the joins uh, I I don't think we could i don't think i did 15 years ago it looked incredible um and it moved at such a pace and it's got such an atmosphere and i think it i think it's tonally the way it juggles action adventure romance romance doctor who is romance um which works uh, without making it about so soapy relationships because i don't think it is I think it works at a, 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 a it works on a on a higher level than that. Um, it's really good. It's really good. I really enjoyed revisiting uh, that. Uh, even though I was quite pernickety, but I, as I say, I think it's because I I have to be whilst I'm I'm accentuating the positive. I I think I worry about seeming like a crawler. Oddly, I don't worry about it with old who. But I worry about seeming... Why do I worry about what people think? Because I do all the time. Um, anyway, let's not get into that. Um, but, yeah, the idea that because, I guess, Russell T. Davis and Phil Collinson are out there and they're working, it's like, oh, he's just sucking up to those people who work in telly. No, I'm not. I'm genuinely not. I uh, uh, I, I genuinely think uh, it's superb television. Um, uh, and I think... So, so, yeah, so maybe that's why I occasionally am pernickety because I uh, I worry about seeming obsequious um, and I should stop worrying.
Uh, anyway. No, you shouldn't, said somebody. What does Jenny think? Parting of the ways. Okay, Toby. So here's my choices for parting of the ways. First one, the TARDIS materialising round the Rose and the Dalek Gardener. Um, and after destroying the Dalek and the TARDIS, the Doctor remembers the Time War. And this is the moment that I wanted to sort of talk about. It goes really serious and he just says, I was there. The war between the Daleks and the Time Lords with the whole of creation at stake. My people were destroyed, but they took the Daleks with them. I almost thought it was worth it. Now it turns out they died for nothing. So that is just one of those moments where you can see in his eyes, right? you know, Christopher Eccles is such a good actor because you believed him completely that he was seeing the Time War. He was seeing everything that happened, the devastation, and why did the Time Lords have to die, you know, for nothing if the Daleks were there? So that's my first choice. Oh, that's a good choice and brilliantly put as well, much more eloquently than I was. And I was talking a bit through that bit and I'd forgotten, of course, um, I need to write these things down because I do love the bit where, he, where the Daleks back off when he yells at them. That is a very good bit. Maybe if I'd thought about it, I would have chosen that instead of the, the CGI Daleks in space. But I like the CGI Daleks in space. I don't care. I don't care. But yeah, I could have easily chosen that. But I'm glad Jenny did because she... Um, she put very well um, why it works. Um, my second choice is where the Daleks begin to cut through the door um, with a torch as Linda watches um, the sparks, you know, materialise on the other side of the door and then more Daleks rise outside the observation window um, and she just, she just knows that this is the end, this is it. And the Daleks shut the glass and it exposes Linda to the vacuum of space and it just kills her. And you can just hear a scream. The doctor hears a scream over the communicator and you think, how could that happen? He, you know, and he, he couldn't save her and he knew it. And I did not want her to die. I wanted her to be a companion. So that was a bit of a moment for me. I didn't want a Linda with a Y to go. <laughs> so that's the second one. Oh, so uh, we've, I've got a point because uh, Jenny and I chose the same thing. Well, a rare victory for me there. I think it will probably be short-lived. Um, third one. Rose is revealed as the TARDIS doors fly open, bathing the room in the light of the vortex. Um, she's just seen more than anyone should ever see in the universe. And the Doctor's just horrified. You can see he's just totally horrified by it. Um, and the Emperor Dalek just says, you can't hurt me, I'm immortal. And Rose just says, you're tiny. I can see the whole of time and space, every single atom of your existence, and I divide them. And she disintegrates the Dalek, just saying, everything must come to dust, all things, everything dies. What a moment. <laughs> you know, you're thinking to yourself, her eyes are just yellow and she's just absorbed everything. And you're thinking, how can she possibly survive that? How, you know, she'd just be a total mess, wouldn't she? So, um, yeah, that's that's my next moment. <laughs> I love the way Jenny's explained that, because I, I, I am slightly reserved about the, the godlike thing. Um, you know, I was... Uh, yeah, um, things that seem slightly magical, uh, I always take a slight step back from. Even if maybe she just stepped out and gone, I, I have been augmented by tachyonics. I'd have gone, that's, I don't know what tachyonics is, but do you know what I mean? I'd have, yeah. So I, I'm, but that's just a personal taste thing. I'm slightly uh, less moved. I'm slightly ambivalent about sort of godlike ethereal stuff and bathed in light and all of that, which seems a bit fantastical 
to me, even though, as I've just explained, I think it, I think it earns it and I think it does it well. And I actually think Jenny has advocated for it far more effectively and, and made me maybe reconsider a little bit because that idea of, yes, the puffed up Dalek um, and, 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 you know, the great powerful baddie alien thing being actually in time a speck of dust uh, is an extraordinarily powerful thing and a very important message as well that puts you know everybody in their place a little bit every puffed up megalomaniac every bully every uh and also you know says to us about you know don't 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 sweat the small stuff because you know enjoy the bigger picture sometimes because because uh, you know there's because everything's so much so much bigger and so much better as a Doctor Who character says a little bit later. So, yeah, thanks, Jenny. You've, you've made me sort of, yeah, I, I think your advocacy um, plays to what that's really about rather than perhaps what my preconceptions and my pre-programming uh, receives that as. Yeah, good. And the bonus moment is obviously, I've got to choose this, it's got to be the regeneration scene. So, you know... The, the doctor's speech rose before I go. I just want to tell you, you were fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And do you know what? So was I. What a moment. It would have been the perfect ending if the series had come to its final moments. That that message is just glorious. So those are my moments. And thank you for asking me, Toby. Loved it. <laughs> take care. Oh, take care, Jenny. Isn't uh, Jenny fantastic? Um follow her jenny at blue box 99 uh online uh in a in a world i mean doctor who fandom is full of um you know men of a certain age who are cynical smart asses hello um uh and it's also full of some quite young angry people as well i think <laughs> also some very very creative and lovely young people too but um i i never fail to uh be enthused and just happy um, whenever Jenny posts anything because she is her enthusiasm is unfettered uh, I don't think she's got a cynical bone in her body um, uh, and uh, I, I think she she leads by example by conducting herself in a in a joyous kind celebratory uh, and enthusiastic way uh, and uh, I, I wish I was more consistently like that which is why I asked her to do this because I knew she would uh, she would inject exactly the right uh, air of positivity into it and I'm grateful to her for doing it um, so do follow Jenny at Blue Box 99 on Twitter she's also very kindly said that I could plug a few things so I love writing and I've written for a charity book called The Curse of Fanfic and that's available via Obverse Books. On Twitter, it's at Obverse Books, and it's raising money for Parkinson's UK, so well worth a look at that. Um, the Minister of Chance is also an audio drama that I was involved in in 2013, and it's by Dan Freeman, and the weekly episodes are available on a free podcast if you want to have a look at that. So that's at The Minister of Chance and at Sage of the Waves, that's Dan Freeman's Twitter account if you want to follow him. It's well worth following. And there's also an audio drama coming out called Dark Dimension. So that's hashtag Dark Dimension on Twitter. Well worth a look. It's a spin-off of Doctor Who. And there's lots of like people involved in that that's on Twitter. And 
it's just going to be good fun so it's well worth a look so those are my plugs so thank you toby um gosh being a doctor who fan at that time was amazing um i still thrill to the transformation in just how i felt about life actually over that that 13 weeks i mean yes there was the excitement building up and it was terribly exciting all of that so it's more than that 13 weeks but that series unfolding um oh my god i remember cycling to the comedy store and thinking i better not come off my bike tonight because i don't want to because because i don't want to miss doctor <laughs> i don't want to miss doctor who um I, I i just felt that everything was everything was sort of happening right um uh, uh and and this this promised that this wasn't going to be a one-off the series was hugely successful um it had had a couple of stumbling blocks notably the 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 exit of its leading man but they said oh no 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 this was fantastic but there's more to come and by goodness there's been plenty more and what a ride it's been uh and of course without that series being as successful um i i, I don't think i'd have done a one-man show about doctor who and uh so we wouldn't be doing this so <laughs> i'm not saying that's a reason to celebrate it um but it, it it gets me to the end of this podcast there wouldn't be there wouldn't be this without that so that might not be one of the best things that it has spawned but it's nonetheless uh it means that that, that those episodes uh live on in all sorts of different ways well look um it's time for us to part ways um that has been fantastic and i will see you next time take care Well, thank you so much for listening to Happy Times and Places with me, Toby Haydock, and my special guest, Jenny, at BlueBox99. That's her handle on Twitter. Follow her. She's a rare sunshine. Thanks to patrons Luke Adkins, Peter Adamson, Will Brooks, Rick Byatt, Alex Gaffajoglu, Paul Carnahan, Andy Case, Richard Chalk, John Curley, Mark Dakin, John Ellidge, Gary Gillett, Ian Gillespie, James Gould, Lisa C. Greco, Dave Hoskins, Jessica Jones, Andrew Jordan, Ashley Knight, Clive Lewis, Guy Lambert, James Lark, Gavin McLean, David Matthewman, John McClay, Ross McPhillips, Stuart Mitchell, Nathan Moore, Matthew Newton, Dave Owen, Melvin Pena, Keith Pirry, Jonathan Potter, Dylan Reese, John Rivers, and Jim Sangster. The music for this podcast is by Dave Gates and the artwork by Dylan Patterson. If you would like to stare into the heart of the TARDIS and join that list of illustrious people who uh, contribute to making these podcasts possible, you can do so by going to patreon.com forward slash Toby Haydoke. Tears start from as little as £3 per month, and it's fairly egalitarian, so most of the goodies are available at that price. You can get 10% off for subscribing for a year in advance. But I know some people cannot afford to do such things or don't want to be shackled to a monthly obligation. You can go to ko-fi.com forward slash Toby Haydoke and drop a few pennies into my coffers whenever you're feeling flush. Or if I've said something to, that has particularly amused 
or enlightened you. I know the chances of those things are quite slim. And also, I know that uh, entertainment is very much free these days and it might just be that you want to support me with words and star ratings. I'll take them because they all help. Uh, Those words and star ratings particularly help uh, at iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from and they just really help to up the visibility uh, and mean that more people listen to this and that's what it's all about really i'm mostly grateful to you for just listening so thanks for doing that uh, and it's much much appreciated russell t davis is coming back <laughs> Marvellous. Or should that be fantastic? Ah, oh, come on, it's both. It's marvellous and fantastic. <laughs>